Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Saturday night edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November fourteenth. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I am. Uh, I'm doing great. What you know, Saturday night when you're joined by uh, the illustrious, the world renowned Shane Bacon is is always a good Saturday night. It's a fantastic Masters weekend. Let's introduce him, Shane Bacon, right off the top. We don't need to bring him in, Shane. Uh, he of what the Clubhouse podcast, the Get a Grip podcast, which we. Recommended a, a bit with Max Homa this week. Uh, you already know who he is and what he does, but uh, Shane, welcome to the Saturday Night Show. Thanks. Did you see I changed my Zoom name? Can you guys see that? Hurricane. Hurricane. Wow, did, look at that. Did it for you boys, you know. I just take I a thought screenshot I, of that. I, I, I decided I was going to really come prepared for this one, oh, so I had, to, all right. I had to do that. It typically says Benjamin, which is my first name, and people get really confused, so there you go. I have to always change it for every every Zoom the kid logs into for school, and there's two or three of them going, and the teachers won't admit him if that's like not their name because they think it might be an imposter coming in to do you know bad things. To the, it's such a pain in the ass. It's it's just terrible. But I appreciate you adjusting for this one, guys. We have a uh, we have a runaway. Dustin Johnson leads by four. He's 16 under. He's now posted multiple 65s on a. Uh, on Thursday and Saturday, shot 70 in between there. Um, where do I, I mean, do we want to be positive here? I, I think I think the inclination here with Dustin, and we saw the graphic on CBS towards the end of the, their their broadcast was like blown 54 hole leads or 54 leads he's held without winning a major. But let's talk about the positive. What, you know, what impressed you most about DJ? Why is he going to win this tomorrow by multiple shots? Andy. Uh, well, if you watch... If you've watched any of the golf tournament and you've watched the way he's played, it's been pretty easy. I mean, he is hitting the ball extraordinarily well. He's not doing anything dumb. I think we're seeing, we're almost seeing what Tiger did to guys for years. And you, Shane, you, you tweeted something along these lines and I don't want to take your take. But yeah, I mean, he's just putting people into position. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's taking advantage of the par fives. He's splashing in birdies every, you know, on a bunch of other holes. And it, he's just been a machine out there. So given the way he's played, there's, there's no, there's nothing that would lead me. It's like, what's the worst he's going to shoot? Is I think the, I think the stat was. He's posted 10 rounds in a row, I believe, under par, I think, at the Masters. So that's, you know, going back a couple of years now. Um, like, it's just hard yeah. to imagine him shooting worse than 71 tomorrow, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I mean, it is and it isn't. But, Shane, what was your take? What like, most impressive in terms of management and all that? He just doesn't seem to be kind of putting himself in a position to make a triple or double and things like that. It, it, 
you know, we, we've spent all year talking about Bryson. I mean, and honestly, I think it's appropriate. I mean, I think the fact that Bryson is in the talking point in golf right now is it's something Bryson did. I actually had a moment today with Bryson. They showed him on two. And I was thinking to myself, when's the last golfer not named Tiger or Phil to get the 10 shots back treatment? And I can't think of one, you know, them going off to another hole with Bryson. So, I mean, he's be like Jack or Arnie. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got to go way back. I don't think they do that to Rory or Spieth. I mean, they'll occasionally show them when they have a, a, when they have a kind of a, a lack of coverage to show, but you know, we've spent all year talking about Bryson and Dustin does everything that Bryson does and it looks more effortless and it looks easier. And when he's doing this, like he did in Boston, it's a reminder that there's an argument to be had that Dustin's, you know, the best golfer to play since Tiger. And, uh, and I know Rory's in the conversation. I know Kepka could be in the conversation for what he's done in the majors. But when you look at longevity, poor F, you mentioned that 10 straight rounds under par at the Masters thing. When you look at the way he's played in these major championships, even though he's only won one, he's in the conversation. And what feels like every single major we get to, it is, this is what we expect to see from this guy every single week when you really pay attention to golf and we're seeing it, you know, on, on the biggest stage, it's, it's really been a treat to watch. Now it's made the golf kind of boring. And I mean, I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit. It's made it, you know, a little bit of a snooze fest. And typically that's the case when guys run away from the field, but it's just, I mean, fairway green, two putt, making a 15 footer, everyone goes in the middle. It's just been, you know, it really is awesome to watch when people are locked in. I know, we always talk about other sports and I know you guys are big on other sports as well, but you know, we don't get to see this a lot when somebody is this dialed throughout the bag. That that's what I would say is like to the argument of this isn't interesting is you're literally watching one of the greatest golf performance. If this keeps up, if he shoots 68, 69 tomorrow, it will be one of the greatest master's performances of all time. And you have to, you don't have to look far. It's like, it's not like he's doing this with nobody in the field. The start of the day, one, two, and he's tied with one, uh, with two and three in the world. You got Kepka lurking. You got Cantlay. You've got slew of big names that none of them went out and did it like he did it. Right. That's the thing is it's so rare to see a guy that's leading the tournament then go shoot the round of the day on Saturday right. at a major championship. Like that it I thought the round of the day was coming from Rory and if Rory had taken care of business on the par fives, he still it, Dustin still would have had the round of the day. Yeah, he'd still be up six or something like that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. For Dylan Fratelli, don't count out him. He's also the, he and Rory were five under. Fratelli with his impromptu organic uh, equipment ad there and wherever the cabin is that they do the interviews after the round. Um, did he get into the last group? Poor F? Uh, did he? Fratelli? No, is, no, he's, no, he's okay. five back, not four. Okay. So I feel yeah, like uh, I owe, owe Abe answer and Cam Smith an apology. I said they weren't going to be around after today. Thursday? And, Didn't you say that no, after like the I, first round or after no. yesterday? After I said, okay. oh, those guys. All right. are, I owe him a little Hang bit. Hang on in there as much as as much as or more as JT. That I mean, as JT. So. uh uh, by the way, you're talking about Bryson getting the 10 shot or the whatever, the treatment, the tiger type treatment. I think like the oddity of this was they had guys on both sides of the course. Like I thought it was almost like this 
this like sad, sad siren, sad horn when they flash to Bryson coming up nine. Same with Spieth, like putting out on nine. Cause you know, they got the cameras there and there's probably whatever. There's just the downtime in between shots or whatever. And it's just like, did it Bryson come from the pine straw on his second shot at nine and then Spieth kind of tapping out with this, like just, I don't know, mundane forlorn finish to their rounds. Um, all right. So he's four shots clear. Uh, Sanjay M, Abraham Answer, and Cam Smith, the uh, President's Cup trio. We've talked about the good and how great it's all been, and but yet there's going to be this reflex to say it's DJ. Um, we've seen him, what we feel like is at his peak, and that peak has felt like it's the best thing since Tiger, and it just it's all going. Um, for me, that the, for me, the one that has forever like kind of. Um, resulted in trust issues with DJ as well at St. Andrews in 2015, when it, it honestly looked like he would win by 10 or 12 shots. And then he was just not a golfer anymore on the weekend. Um, like that's Shinnecock kind of shaking. Was like that poor F too. Remember at yeah, that's when true. he played awful on that Saturday morning front nine, when he shot 41 yeah. or 42 and it was just, yeah. it looked like he was going to walk to another major. I, I'm with you. I, you know, but you're bringing up 15 and what was Shinnecock, 18? You know, yes. we're going to hear a lot about Pebble over the next 18 hours or 12 yeah. hours. We're going to hear a lot about these. He's high I mean, that profile. Was 20, that was 10 years ago. You know, yeah. I mean, that is a long time ago. This, to me, it's just, I feel like Dustin's different. If he goes out tomorrow and shoots 74, I think we would be more shocked than if you went out and shot 64, honestly, considering the way he's been playing and the way he's been playing basically since you know, Kepka said nobody above me on the leaderboard on the, at, the, at the PGA was much right. Before. It's basically been yeah. that since then. That's true. I, I so I, was, I I just we're obliged to talk about it. You know, I think there's like these hope high profile ones, whatever, Whistling Straits, St. George's, things like that, that are like on the low light reel. But there are some of those more slow burns and slow bleed outs, like you talked about with Shinnecock and, and St. Andrews. Now you're questioning whether they're relevant anymore at all. Ten five three years ago. Um, but I just saw multiple tweets kind of invoking the name of Greg Norman. Are we just, I think, cause it's DJ is that Supreme talent of his era. There's a lot of heartbreak in there, a lot of scar tissue. Um, and of course you have the Norman history in 96 and things like that. Uh, do you anticipate that at all, Andy? Or do you have any trust issues there given the, that, that storyline that's going to get hammered over the next you know, 12 hours, really. I mean, this, but the, at the end of the day, it's sports and this is why we play the game. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the Cubs came back from a three, one series in the oh, world series. Sorry, sorry, poor F. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, that, that nobody thought they were going to come back from that. And, and they did. And, and nobody thought Nick Faldo was going to come back and beat Greg Norman, but he did. And, and that kind of stuff does happen. Um, I think, Obviously, it's a great comp because they both have won a ton of events, you know, and I think if you adjust for modern golf and the depth of fields and, and the depth of talent, uh, the, you know, their numbers probably would look really similar. And Greg Norman only ended up with two. I think it's so important for DJ to get to, and I think it's... The other thing that gets lost a little bit, we're coming off of DJ's arguably worst year in the last decade last year, which is a really impressive thing. You saw him, you know, he had the knee problems, but then he, he was, it looked like he had lost a little pop. Um, and 
you know, you wondered how many more years he had because he's getting into his, you know, upper 30s. And, you know, you wondered how much desire. Now he's coming back and he's having one of his best years and one of probably the hardest years to have one of your best years. Good point. Uh, so, okay, so we're on the subject of Norman and things like that. I, let's pretend we're not the, you know, dr- dramatic um, love story or... um you know, happy-go-lucky writers. We're writing a horror story here. And you have to think about it. I'm sorry, you got to put on your twisted mind, take your mind to dark places and write a horror story. Where or how does it go bad? How would this go bad? Is it all of a sudden he, you know, is it slow like Norman as opposed to a speeth? Is it, what do you like? I know we're trying to really kind of reach, stretch the boundaries of, of our imagination here, but like, how could this go bad? Or is it just someone that gets really hot behind him that, that chases him down and, and, and DJ's just like Peter's out with a 74 or something like that? Where, where, or how would this go bad based on what you've seen, based on how you've seen the course even playing Shane, why you go, go ahead. Yeah. I, I would say um, you're going to have to somebody have to have somebody go out there and do something stupid. I, I mean, I just, you know, we, we talked a lot about DJ already and how he's done here over the last few masters. It's just, you know, again, I mean, what's what's the highest score he could shoot with how soft it is? You know, you yeah. hit a, a, a an errant tee shot or you hit one in trouble. It's they're not bouncing and bounding into trouble like we typically see. And so, I mean, to me, it's if he if he hit a horrible iron shot on four or six right off the tee, yeah. we've seen Phil do that before and get himself in a in a in a bit of bother right. there. Um, it's it's maybe maybe you start missing short putts, which obviously we have not even seen him come close to doing. At any point this week, I was diving into into the 96 leaderboard. Uh, you know, Norman bogeys one, birdie two, bogeys four, uh, and then he starts to struggle. You know, he bogeys nine, and then that was really it. I mean, when he bogeyed nine, was really the start of it going 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 just quickly downhill. So, I would say it's it's more a guy, and I, and I think you know we're going to talk about how far back you go, but I mean, I think you're going to yeah. go to one of these guys at 12. You go to Dylan at 11 with those glasses or you go to JT at 10. And it's like outside of those guys, I mean, and it's got to be Andy. I mean, it's got to be 64, doesn't it? From somebody in that world, I think. You know, if Rory goes out and shoots 29 oh on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait to hear it. So Rory's credit, Rory's by the way. 60. <laughs> So Rory's credit, credit, by the way, after the round, he's like, no, I'm not like thinking about winning this. Just keep yes, like somebody asked him and he's like, no, like, I'm just going to go try to shoot a really good number. I'm not like even calculating that at all. But Andy, go ahead. Well, so, I mean, well, so the worst, the Shane worst, says. the worst round of a really good golfer. Like I'm talking like a, you know, what we would say, one of the best golfers in the world, the worst round any of them shot is Rory 75. So you figure that's the highest, right? That's the 20, 2011 uh, hook into the cabins no, and I'd all say that it, stuff? It, this week. Oh, this week. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. So Rory, Rory gotcha. 75 was about the worst round of golf I've ever seen. You know, yeah. somebody really good play. <laughs> <laughs> this shot on 16. I've never seen. I love that. I, I mean, right. it was horrendous. On a soft <laughs> golf course, that was just an abysmal round of golf. Okay. All right. Uh, so, you know, and, and, and with these guys, they're playing, as Bryson alluded to, a par 67. So he's having a tough week. Uh, but, Bryson. But, you know, par 68 for these guys, you know, that are long like DJ is. So you're shooting, you know, 
the the thing the one thing I will say and before we get out over our skis is it hasn't been that long ago since we saw a epic historic uh collapse at Augusta and it happened on the back nine. So there's a very clear recipe as how this happens. You know? Yep. Five shots. Three lead. three I mean, a- three holes, right? That's what it is. It's 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 really twelve, thirteen. 15 is basically where you can lose it. I mean, is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, I think I think you can get you can get paper cut along the way. You know, there are spots like even Molinari last year was a good example of like he kind of looked unflappable after the open. We were like, God, this guy cannot be stopped. You know, he just once he gets into that lead, he's just a machine. And he was doing the same thing Sunday morning. And then all of a sudden it started to unravel. And I think I, it, Curtis Strange talks about that pressure um, because that, that historic one where he shot 80 in the first round, he came back, you know, and he talks about the pressure when you make the turn and you got a big lead at Augusta. It is unlike anything else. And the sphincter, I think he uses that as the yeah. word, just gets so tight. And it, you, you know, and that's something that I don't think. I can't relate to none of us can relate to, but that's something that sticks with me. And you think about Spieth, you think about what happened with Norman, it unravels there if, if it's going to happen. And that's one of the beauties of Augusta national and why tomorrow should hold everybody's interest is that back nine has seen things go very, very wrong. And this is a golfer that has had things spiral out of control before. Porat, I want to bring something up here because I think this will be a Masters we look back on and we might talk about tomorrow. We might talk about the final round, but I feel like considering the conditions, this is going to be a Masters that was won or lost, mind you, on other days. So, for instance, it was lost in a way by Rory and by Brooks Kepka on Thursday, right? Their yeah. opening rounds on the lowest opening round in the history of the Masters, they both struggled. And I wrote down some back nine scoring today, second nine scoring on Saturday from some of the guys that maybe you'd expect to push Dustin, okay? Patrick Reed, who was cruising, finishes bogey-bogey to shoot 34 on the back. Respectable, but not crazy. Uh, Sungjae shot 34. Justin Thomas shoots one over 37. Rom shoots one under 35. Rory bogeys 13, hits it in the water, and makes par on 15 for 34. Patrick Cantlay, who was invisible today, shoots even on the back. Kepka, the only player in this, you know, elite level name players that were, yeah. you know, kind of in the hunt to shoot anything lower than 34. And he shot 33 and it was a birdie and an eagle. I mean, it, we didn't see anybody do anything that needed to be done to put some pressure on Dustin Johnson today. And that, that will have to change. I mean, we talk all the time about Norman's collapse and speed's collapse. And you've got to remind yourself that the guys that won it in both of those instances shot 67 in the final round. So somebody's going to have to do something with Dustin struggling. Right, right. I I, I think Thomas is still like a, a prime contender amongst that, and that's like a real re- JT respect thing because he didn't show it really today, and he's of the group that for doing the whole how far low, how far down will you go thing, he's like about the very outer edge of that at 10 under, but – he is the person in this group that I would most expect a, a potential 64, maybe even a 63 from. I don't think that's going to happen, but he's the gr- one I would suggest that could chase DJ if DJ only shoots a, a 71 or doesn't go crazy. The thing that, like, we talk about where guys lost it, right? Rory in the day one and Brooks Sunday. Like, 
I'm not sure any of it mattered, right? I'm not sure. Like, right. Dustin Johnson went out and shot 65 again. And I just, like, it's not like it's hard for a guy to say, like, oh, if I hadn't hit it in the water there or I hadn't, like, made that mistake around the green or Bryson, you know, if the mystical forces hadn't pushed my ball under the turf at three or made me numb and dizzy the three days before <laughs> that maybe they weren't. And now he's – you know, he wasn't numb and dizzy until after he shot, you know, 73 or whatever, 74. Um, I don't know. But, like, a lot of it is just doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what anybody's done. You would have had to put up a near historical performance to keep pace, at least to this point, at least to this 54-hole point. That may was, change by tomorrow night where a guy could say, what if on, you know, this is an exercise we do with every major. Like, if I hadn't lipped out five putts, or my card could have been this much cleaner and that. But it does feel like one where it's hard for you to say if one thing changed or a couple things changed, you would have won or been in it. Go yeah. Ahead. You know, I was, uh, I was looking at, I was thinking about Westy's rounds and he played the, you know, back nine, three over the first two rounds. If he plays those three under, he would have been in the thick of it. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and just for people listening that don't know, uh, poor F, what time today did we get a text from Andy? That was West's yes. highlight link to Westy's play in the 15th. It, it was early. It was like well before lunch, you know, early, early, early. We weren't talking about Westy. We weren't talking about <laughs> I mean, no, I just no. was so dejected. It just, it was there was no reason. Well, Unsolicited. Was... We weren't, we, no one texted or mentioned like how you feel about Westy. It was just like, no. The, some, for Westie. Text chain was silent. And all of a sudden these Westy highlights start coming through. <laughs> like what, like Andy's dejected about it. Couple things about this. I think he switched putting styles for today's <laughs> round. He started going claw today in the third round after just a brutal putting round in the second round. And this fifth, the 15th hole of his third round, if anybody wants to go see a basically a movie of Westy's career and frustration <laughs> for, for Westy fans, just go watch him play the 15th hole. He hits his second shot right up, pin high, <laughs> loads of green to work with, stubs his chip, and then three putts for six. <laughs> Yeah, I, he had made he, he was two under on the back. I was like, "Ooh, Westy's Westy's coming up!" So I started started really tracking Westy, and then it was just disaster. But I, I'm going back to JT. He's who I'm most disappointed with. Okay, he was yep. extraordinarily sloppy on the back nine. Just just casual mistake. And I think this is what when you when I think back to what Webb said about early in the week about how he started to respect the golf course more and realize I can't make these silly mistakes. I can't get over aggressive and 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 do things I the way I kind of read. I can't play the way I play week in week out on tour here. And I feel like JT plays played has played this tournament the way he would play a tour event and it has really hurt him. He's playing phenomenal. He should be right. We should be treated right now to a JT DJ showdown tomorrow. And because they are the clearly the two, the players play, playing the best T to green on the greens. JT is just playing like a moron 
Um, he is taking on pin- in terms of strategy or execution or but uh, mostly uh, yeah, strategy. like just he's taking on stuff like he made a really bad double yesterday on one trying to hit over aggressive out of the trees. Like you see even the like Cam Smith, who's hasn't played here a ton, who's got a great short game, great wedge game. He gets in trouble. He chips out. How many pars did that guy make coming in where he was like coming out of, you know, and JT's playing so well, you have to trust sometimes your wedges that you're hey if i chip this out here i'm going to get up and down but on the back nine you know they were just sloppy mistakes and just you know casual things that could have been avoided had he played a little bit smarter and not been as aggressive and you see it with tiger the way tiger plays out here and even like last year in the final round tiger it, he didn't do anything special but the course gives you birdies and he shot 71 that's a really bad round for how well he played today. Yeah. Uh, anything else on terms of anybody? Uh, Bacon, who do you pick as like a guy that like most likely challenger? Are you in that boat too? Andy and I both said JT. Is there anyone else? You'd... I just, I just think JT's too far back. He's six back. I mean, six yeah. backs a lot different than four back, you know? So, I mean, I'm just going to look at Sung Jay, somebody like that, who's just four back. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to catch him. So, I mean, I think Dustin's going to win. Sure. But to sure. me, it's like, if you're going to look at somebody that could possibly snag this from Dustin, if things go south, it's hard for me to go to 10. It's hard for me to go to nine. You know, I just, it's even, just a lot of shots. Even though Bassie's lo- looming at nine? God, there's, there's so, you know, there's so many guys. It reminds me of football at the end of the half when the teams are going to get the ball in the third quarter to start the second half, and they are driving and they're pushing so hard to get three points. There were so many guys late that needed that field goal before Sunday, and none of them got it. If, not, if anything, they turned the ball over. I mean, Reed yeah. is a good example of that. You know, the way he played coming in, bogeying those last two holes. I felt like Reed had a really good chance to get to 12. I was penciling Reed in for that final group. And, uh, and then he goes bogey, bogey. So to me, it's it's Sungjae, it's Abe, it's Cam, just because those guys are the closest, not because I think they have the ability to go out there and fire a 64 on a, on a, on a Masters Sunday. I just, I'm just looking simply at the numbers. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like Nate here, Nate Silver or something, looking yeah. at the numbers. I'm not even looking at the talent. I just need to know. I just, we got to get to 270 on this thing, you know? <laughs> so speaking of numbers, do you guys know offhand, or maybe you already know by memory, who had the high round of the day? It's got to be Schmick, isn't it? Yeah, I drove it like a stallion. To <laughs> drove it like a stallion on his way to 79. He and Snedeker both shot uh, 79. You were and trying Phil... to bait me into saying Phil was going to be a factor last night. Who was? I was? Yeah. Really? Well, I was just scrolling. I, 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 I was wondering what he shot because there were there was some rumblings early. I, I didn't pay as much attention. I was writing, and you know, Phil is in the hunt, and I just looked. He shot a 79, along with Snedeker appears to be high round of the day. Um, all right, this is a really, really dumb sort of like first take type um, like debate show question or, or thought. I feel like DJ... Like his legacy is more impacted by a loss than a win. Does that feel like a win just affirms like, yeah, we already know this guy is a badass. He's a preeminent talent. He, she, the master's win feels appropriate. A loss just like adds to this dumb narrative of like, oh my God, this guy is just a squander's talent. And he's a choker and he gives it away. 
I feel like he honestly, a win is, is, is there's like more of like, yeah, that's what should happen, which of course, you know, we're talking about real world, hard results. Like it's the second major. It's the, you know, arguably the most prestigious, like it's a major, major resume builder, but for DJ it feels like an odd case where a win feels like, yeah. Whereas a loss, it's like another freak out that we add to the pile. We're freaking out about it. Andy, you look just ready to shoot this sort of notion down, which I, I fully understand. I prefaced it with it's a dumb debate show thought, but what do you have to say? I I would say that the the win gives him the bullet of he could make a claim for the best player of this generation because he gets to do it realistically thinking like he's going to have a really good chance if he gets this to get to three, maybe four, you know, probably three though, realistically, just thinking about how hard it is to win majors. If he gets to three, Rory doesn't go anywhere. Brooks doesn't go anywhere. Like, It'd be hard to say it hard to not say DJ would, you know, have a very good argument to be the best player of this generation of players. Um, obviously, he's a little bit older than Rory. And but that's that's what I would say is the win really vaults him up because there are I, I think what is there like 80 players or so that have won one major championship. And then there's about 40 some in change that have won two. So okay. it vaults you into a whole another stratosphere getting to. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Shane, necessarily? I mean, it's 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 a subjective thought for sure. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's it'd be twenty-four wins on tour, uh two majors, mm-hmm. obviously. And you know, when you start to compare him to the two names that that uh that the egg brought up in in Brooks and Rory, you know, the one thing with this win that it does is it gives Dustin something they don't have, which is a green jacket. So yeah. you know, when you're making the comparisons, you could look at Spieth, obviously, in this in this category of best players of this generation, even if the window is a lot smaller than some of these right. other guys. But it's, I mean, it's it would be hard for me to argue that Dustin isn't the best player of this post-Tiger Peak era if he wins this Masters and continues on in even a, a, a minimal uptick trajectory, just because he's going to keep winning. I mean, he's going to keep winning regular events. I mean, to Andy's point, maybe he picks up an open, Maybe he wins two more majors. You know, maybe he wins four more majors, right? I mean, Phil took a while to win his first uh, in yep. his career. It took him a long time to get one. And then, of course, then he ticked off, what, five? So it's it's just, to me, I feel like I agree with you that this is this is a way bigger moment for Dustin to win than it is, you know, for whatever else could happen. Because if he doesn't win this thing, then the questions start, when is he ever going to get a second? And by the way, I just looked this up, and I know it's tough to find stats on uh, on major weeks, but uh, Phil, who we talked about, who shot 79, the uh, worst putting day of anybody in the field. And let me say this, the stats don't even tell the story because it looked worse than, than the stats say. I think he had two putts for green regulation. It was really ugly. But, yeah, the the Dustin thing, I'm, I'm excited to watch tomorrow because I'm excited yeah. to see Dustin – I, I get excited to watch Dustin Johnson take one more step up in, in terms of who he's going to be remembered as, right? And this is a, an enormous step up, maybe the biggest step he's had yet. I, I don't know if this is a fair um, uh, comparison, but I would liken this to a, you know, if, if he collapses and it doesn't go well, it's just a, it's a writer who just is writing another sequel to a hit series versus if he wins he's adding like a second great original novel 
to his profile. Okay. It's like his, this is his Curb Your Enthusiasm moment. If he yeah. can get yeah. this, then he's not just a one-hit humor guy that writes an unbelievable comedy sketch. Gotcha. Good. Yeah, that's a, that would be a good yeah, like a director or or a, yeah, like this is his like get the guys that do it multiple times with different topics or titles are supremely more talented than the guy that has the one hit that does it all uh, over and over and over again, the same hit. They are going in threes. He was off at 9.29 a.m. Eastern time with Sun J.M., which according to... Uh, now, I have no one to make fun of uh, pronunciations, but Vern was struggling today. He called them Sun J, Sun J.M., and... Um, Abel Gallegos or Gallego, Gallego. I know I'm the worst pronunciation. He was, oh no, he said gosh, Gallegos or something. He, but uh, Sunjay was a, was a good one. Um, hey, how old is Verd? I know. Oh, got cut, like, like, cut up some slack. Mike Wallace, Matt Wallace. Day. They Who had Verd on game yeah. day. He, he was, he was up there. I loved seeing that. Um, I, I, was, I was pumped to see Vern down there how about, in, uh, on the set. Yeah. How that about the good. big news from Sanjay that Faldo broke? That Sanjay's closing out a house. I was so happy to hear that it was in Atlanta and not in and one not, of the cliche, you know, yeah. PGA Tour beds. Like, I could see Sanjay, you know, going to Magic City with Lou Williams, hanging out, like, oh, getting God. deep into the scene. <laughs> of the, of, yeah, he's going to get, he's going to love those wings. Uh, you know, I could just see Song Jay getting deep in with ATL culture. I'm so happy that he is he has chosen not Jupiter, a city that is not one of the cliche tour towns. I need I need Song Jay M Jermaine Dupree photo of them hanging out together by <laughs> like mid 2021. Like I'm gonna need that before. I don't know when he's closing on the house, but, but I need that somewhere on the internet. Uh, you know. We should have played a game where we all picked the city, you know, because we everybody talks oh, yeah. about this for so long. We should have all grabbed a city. It would have been fun yeah. to do and, and had 20 people in on it. I don't know if it would have gone with Atlanta. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would. Eh, maybe you could, a little bit of Atlanta, but that, that's that's funny. All right. So, yeah, that's 929. A, that's a that's a maybe a future, you know. Off-season pod is we we pick <laughs> new cities of residence for you know some of our favorite PGA Tour players and make the case why they should move there. Can That's somebody explain, please explain to me the Fratelli glasses because I truly don't get them. Are they prescription? They have to know. be right. I, I think they know. have to be prescription. Could be I like think they're like legitimate be. glasses. Okay, because I I don't. My wife asked me today. She said, "Why, why would you wear clear glasses?" And I said, "Well, if you're at a shooting range or you're on MythBusters, outside of that, I don't understand." <laughs> and, uh, and and but I mean, there's got to be a reason, right? I need somebody to figure this out. Well, I mean, maybe it's, it's a vanity. Maybe it's branding. He wants to be known as the guy, like he's like Scott Pe- uh, Keith Pelly, and wants to be known as the wow. branding guy. Maybe it's all just a ruse. It happened I don't know. on one of my, on one of the pods I was on. I never have to come on again. I tried to be really telly. quick. I tried to be really quick up. there. It's been like, you know what? I didn't it's even realize eight. that you pelly yeah. up there. I, I did oh, it really fast. I moved you. on. Shit. <laughs> I'm not Shane. I thought I got it by you guys. Oh, I guess. No, I couldn't believe it. 
I thought it got by you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's my um, favorite moment of my life. I moved quickly. I I knew I I I, you know, I got to the point where I was I thought I was going to say it, and I just went too fast without thinking, and uh, then I I knew it was wrong. And I quickly went to Keith, and yeah. Anyways, hey, um, hey Andy, do you think how fast would Schwartzel start wearing the clear sunglasses that Fratelli wears? If they were ever paired together, because I mean, to me, that is just you talked about branding. I mean, that is the biggest layup ever. I yeah. hope I hope that the clear marketing manager is listening to the pod right now and <laughs> and they make it a mandate that he has to wear the uh, the Panama hat with the clear glasses. <laughs> Fratelli's insufferable. God, they got to get him out of there. Get him he's off. Got, the... He's got so many sticks. He's got I know. he's got the glasses. He's got the, the sun sleeves, the, the sun sleeves, and then he puts with the flag. With the, yeah, it's everything. And I think he's kind of slow. I think you're guys, right. guys, we we've got to make a a group team golf effort. That at the end of this year, we in the golf media have got to drop the oh he's leaving the flag stick in. <laughs> it's like just. I don't understand why it matters either way. It's been years of this now, right? Has it been three years? It's been a while. Did, to tell you something, Shane, I was a vehement out guy, but I putted all you know all year with it in, and some people at the end of the year started taking it out, and all of a sudden I kind of was like, I don't know if I want it out. <laughs> For us, uh-huh. I'm going to follow your next round and just yeah. off to the side go, yeah this one in on this five footer must, must be really trying to make this one you know my my main objective with golf at this point is to play fast so I, that's another reason i leave it I'm in with you i don't i don't really putt anything you know if it, if it's within four feet of the hole i'm just walking to the next tee i play on mondays old exclusively you know it is a you know i play when there's nobody around and i could ensure myself a two-hour round I mean, that's the worst possible scenario tomorrow. Fratelli wins, right? Like, say you're the guy, you're the feature writer. Of course, you have to write about the winner. So, like, I mean, the story, no matter what, tomorrow, anybody but DJ is that DJ collapsed, right? right. But, like, say you got to write about the winner. I mean, Fratelli is, a, that's a, that's a, that's I'm going to give you but. one other one. Who's that? He's way back. He's 10 shots back. But Kevin, oh, my God. What, Kevin, Kevin, nah. <laughs> 10 <laughs> shots back. He's in minus six. You know, he had, like, he, had, he had 39. So you want to play the what if game? He had 39. He from 10 back. He had it's 39 putts in the first round. I can't 39 believe pucks. your pull was Kevin Nah at minus six. You know what else is a bad to... winner? Uh, let me look up somebody that missed the cut. Hold on. If Lucas Glover, <laughs> like, if Lucas Glover snagged this at MC, I, I would be really nervous. Hey, uh, can I ask, poor F, I got a question for you. You mentioned yeah, this on sure. the podcast on Saturday night about the Delta uh-huh. counter, okay, and being the most cliched yeah. line about yeah. the Masters. So I've decided that we need to come up with a name left of 18. Paul Casey hit it there this morning. Utah, we talked about Bryson. He went left there. Yeah. Was that in 16 and made triple. Yes. Left on 18 might be the worst spot at Augusta National outside yeah, of true. being in a lake. So I think we need to come out with a modern term for left of 18. Why is it worse than right? 
Why is because it worse? Right, than... You can still get it up on the green and it's dense trees and brush. So it's just, you can't find yeah. the ball. Yeah. They got that like concession stand and like restroom that like it can rattle around and end up in like just some like jail almost. Wheels up, like the Sherwood like... forest. <laughs> <laughs> like wheels up app. Like what's a modern day, you know, like, we don't, you know, we don't go to the counter anymore to buy a ticket. You know, like, what yeah. are we doing to travel? Like, is it the Uber? Like, you, oh, you hit it left. That's like where you pick up your lift. You know, like, I think it's now? like the, I think it's like the Bryson zone where you go, you get off your net jets and get in your Bentley. I think that's where it is. It's, it's, I think it's a commemorative. I will always think of that Bryson. Yes. Now that's a modern take. Like, it's interesting. Bryson all of a sudden has numbness and dizzy and like, I'm not doubting that, but in 16, when he got near the lead, he said his hip gave out on him. He told us that like three days later that, you know, you guys didn't know this, but my hip went out on me. And that's why I played the last three holes in four over. That's why. Um, but I will always associate it with that Bryson one, uh, Same. but we do need a name. We need a pithy creative, creative name. We'll have to think of that. The Delta counter. So, yeah, I mean, you're like, like I, I like, I like your net, I like your net jet drop off or something. Yeah, By the way, though, yeah. one of the key, one of the best things that Faldo does all year long is when he's doing this event, his reactions when the guys hit it in spots that he knows is horrible yeah. is my favorite. Like, oh. oh, Casey this morning hit it left on 18, and Faldo's just like. Oh, I mean, you know, like, like, like he just found out somebody stole his car. I mean, he, he just, he was just dejected. And, and, you know, I think when you're a casual watcher of an event, you don't really know where it's bad right outside of, you know, a, a hazard you could see a ball splash into. So I just love how his mood drops when, when a guy hits it in a spot at Augusta that isn't the popular bad place to be. Absolutely. S something on that this morning, I think that Faldo, like he, one of the things that, that makes him sad is how these guys play the golf course so much differently than he did. And, uh, it was so funny. I was watching it like, a, you know, right at the end of uh, the second round with all the cut, you know, drama. I don't know if you guys heard when Mike Weir hit it left on nine and he was like, Oh, left. <laughs> he was left uh, in the rough. And he goes, yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. to tack back to the right. Cause he's not <laughs> along. Like you could tell he was so excited to talk about somebody <laughs> that played somewhat of a relatable game to the way he played because he was like, he's not a long hitter. He can't just fly it with trajectory back there. He was like so excited to talk about how he needed to get back. And maybe, you know, like that's actually like a legitimate thing. It's like, Faldo is like an all-time great player, but he only hit it 260. These guys are playing completely different games than he played. Like, it, he yeah. doesn't have, like, the, he can't talk, speak to the same game that these guys are playing. Yep. Hey, Andy, you put out a call for questions. Should we answer them or not? Yes. Should we I just got, call it a night? Okay. I got one for Go Shane. What were some of your favorite? All right. Jameson Cox, can Shane help me delete Rory's number and block him on various <laughs> social media platforms? This is, this is a, 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 an ode to my morning tweet about him being basically ever failed relationship in, the, in your <laughs> 20s is what Rory McIlroy's major championship <laughs> runs are these days. It, every, guys, every time I do it, every time. And I, I know I'm, I know it's going to kick me in the nuts. I know I'm going to be three months set back from the last time we broke up, but I do it every single time. I I'm living this right now. I, I needed, I needed a good week 
for my one and done. It's the last week of the year. I'm right on the edge of the money. I pick Rory. And, like, he literally, he, like, he basically was, like, told me, fuck you in the first round. But then uh, now he, then he started texting me and calling me. You know, he called me at 2 a.m. in the middle of the third round. I was like, oh, Rory. <laughs> But then we woke up in the morning, and I realized this is not not my guy, and he, and he doesn't doesn't come to, come down the stretch well. It, yeah, exactly. It was the it's the perfect analogy. How do you, how do you delete it? How do you get rid of oh. it, Shane? It's just it's just constantly reminding yourself that she or he, depending on who you date. She's crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. Like, just keep oh, saying man. that. Every long birdie putt he makes, every time he hits one close, you know, every time he holes a bunker shot uh, and then has a par five the next hole. Yeah. Every time that happens, you've got to go, just remember. You know, I, I, told, I texted our, our buddy, uh, hashtag Chad, because he was on this with me. But I texted him because I, I, I had Amen Corner on my tablet and then I had the, the coverage on my TV. And so they were on there. I think they were a commercial when Rory had his birdie putt on 13 and he missed it. And I texted uh-huh. Chad. I said, I, I would have bet so much money that he would miss this. And then he makes six. He missed six. the comebacker. It's yeah. just, it's, I just always feel like modern day Rory, when the momentum comes, you know, it's going to go. I feel like you never feel like it's going to stick. Yep. Yep. All right. This is a good one from Will Hardy, Andy, mostly for you, maybe for Shane too, if he wants to get involved, who is the biggest protect the points contender for tomorrow. Now, very critical. We have an extra, (laughs) extra hundred points out there in the bucket. It's a 600 point FedEx cup event. I mean, I know there's a green jacket, a trophy of the clubhouse and a lot of other perks, lifetime invite, but let's not forget that hundred extra hundred six FedEx cup points. So Andy, I think there's a very clear, clear, Answer, Dylan Fratelli. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bassey. I was thinking Bassey, but then I saw, I ran down the leaderboard and I go, you know, that I love that 2019 International President's Cup team. I love them. Like, I love those three players that are, I love Sugjay, Abe Answer, and Cam Smith. I love all those guys. I was rooting for the international team in the President's Cup, and they were like my guys. But you get down that list, and then you see Fratelli. I, I was thinking originally Bassey, but Fratelli would totally be the guy that would gobble up some points over over. Like you know, nobody has been better about not protecting the points than Wyndham Clark in that uh, Honda a few years ago. Remember when he made like <laughs> yeah. a nine? On the last one? Yeah. <laughs> to make. A, I think he was trying to make like an albatross from three hundred yards out. There's also that little perk of top 12 gets an invite back. I think most of these guys probably won't need it anyways, but there could be a few of those where you're protecting the points and looking for the invite in April. So I got to get these uh, questions back. up. I've got a question for you that I have here. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a question for me though. So it's not a reader question. All right. Okay. Um, If you have, you have to do a poor F only spotlight on one of two players. Who are you least excited to do? Fratelli, Spotlight, full poor F, 45 minutes by yourself, or Sergio? I mean, Fratelli, for sure. <laughs> I can't do that. 45 minutes. Sergio, I could just make it like this roast of Sergio. I could like kind of make it a sort of a, a ritualistic torture session of, of sorts. So I don't know. Fratelli, though, it's just like, 
I mean, Sergio has some spice. You're working with a lot of key, like usual ingredients, like a lot of exciting ingredients. You cooked there. that dish before. Fratelli's just like a bland, like piece of bread. I don't know what he is. He's from South Africa. He wears goggles. Went to Texas. There's your, there's, there's your Fratelli spotlight right there. I got to do it for 45 minutes. Um, it plays Fortnite, but yeah, Fratelli's the easy question. Fortnite. Loves Fortnite tents. Um, Andy, what else? That's a good one. I like it. Sergio, I mean, it's painful, but uh, it's fun at least. I, I will say that that the go-to Fratelli line currently at this Masters is he went to the University of Texas. Is, Texas, is, the, is yes. the line we've got a lot of. And, yes. and when you hear those types of things, as somebody that has broadcasted in the past in my lifetime, that typically means there's not a lot of juice behind, uh, <laughs> yeah. behind the bio. You know, the bio, the bio doesn't have a lot of like save, save children from a burning building or anything. It's totally just like Fortnite. Who was the, who was the bio that said they liked uh, – was it music and hanging out? What was it? Oh, there's yeah, like eating and watching TV or something like that. There's some. Who there's was a lot that, of Andy? I can't remember. There, there, are there are a lot of them. A lot of them are like hanging out with <laughs> most friends. Of, most of them are like I like to watch sports and eat food. That's like terrible. Uh, I got a good one for Shane. Now, uh, not that anyone. Uh, Currently um, working the Masters is in jeopardy, but if you could pick any hole to be the announcer for at ANGC, what would be that your dream? Like the uh, hole that you could announce, what would it be and why? This is from Chris you know, Rosell. Yeah, great question. I, I saw that one come through. You know, I would say that I would be okay with taking all of the hate and mud that'd be thrown my way to kind of follow once Vern decides to leave and, and oh. grab 16, you know, 16. God. Just, it would be a lot of fun to to follow Vern in, in that world. I mean, obviously, would it be? That's like I the guy following Bear Bear Bryant or the guy, like, you, know, you like know, the late Alex Trebek just passing away, and whoever's going to take yeah. that job. It's going to be a tough one, but I would be happy to take that on. I would do a lot of the Vern stuff, you know, real simple lines. Let the hole breathe. Let the shot breathe. Get out of the way. I feel like I would try to attack it like Vern has attacked it for the the decades he's done it. Come up with some mispronunciations in there, Sunjay <laughs> and things like that. No, I'm just kidding. Vern's a legend. That would be awesome. Amen Corner Cam gets all the buzz, but 1516 Cam is sneaky, like one of the best watches. Because 15 is, there's so much stuff going on with 15. Uh, I mean, Faraday used to do 15, and then they'd go to they'd go to Vern at 16. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Here's a good uh, go question. Ahead, Here's a good question. Tom Stimson, uh, Stimson. It's like stimp meter with son. Maybe he's the son of the stimp meter. Tom Stimson. Do you think any players will be practicing mud balls on the range? Well, I saw JT yesterday (laughs) set up in a patch of rough with his track, man. He had multiple devices. He like found this little high grown patch of rough. Maybe he'll go practice the mud balls with his, uh, what's the deal there? You're not allowed to acknowledge that mud balls exist on the perfectly manicured Augusta national. I think that, it's bad word rumblings going on there that like CBS can't talk about it necessarily because of, you know, it's, it's, you're wading into bikini wax McCord territory or something by acknowledging it. Is that it appeared to be an issue? Could you imagine, Practicing mud balls. That's like yeah, idiot. Like, I can imagine. Someone? I can imagine one guy having a guy specifically 
in charge with caking the mud onto the ball and bringing it over and putting it down in front of him. Bryson's got a mud guy. I think, you know, with the pandemic and limited, you know, amount of, of player teams that are allowed. Entourage. Yeah. He, his mud guy might have gotten cut this week. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Ah, I'm Bryson DeChambeau's mud guy. What does that entail? Like, ah. Bryson, we're here. I appreciate you being at the Masters this year. Excited to have you. Here's your four team credentials. And he's like, I need five. You, I got my mud guy, Steve, here. And it's uh, <laughs> Just flew in. Like, sorry, you only get four. And he's just he's just beside himself. He's at ACC. <laughs> yeah. This Did is a good one. Knox. <laughs> ben Engelman with DJ in the last group. Who will CBS interview at a crucial point in the final round? <laughs> That's a good one. I was thinking about that with That's DJ. Good recall. So back-to-back majors last year. If you listen, you're probably aware. What, they went to DJ, interview with DJ, right? at like... What was it? Tiger coming up uh, at at the Masters and Brooks like Brooks at a critical moment and the only moment he could blow it. I think like at eighteen at Bethpage, DJ was like this just parachuted in for interviews and the and of course it's DJ's like I don't know I hit it well just gonna, it looks like I'll be short and it's not like you know who's the option this this year Who it happened it in the Masters last year too I think Tiger Tiger yeah. that's what I'm talking about yeah, yeah Tiger and Brooks. I think it was back-to-back masters, uh, back-to-back majors. I mean, Fratelli's certainly an yes, option there. That's what I was looked at immediately. I thought, who's in the group ahead of him? Fratelli is the guy. It's like, like we need to hear from Dylan Fratelli on his uh, T three. You know, four shot second behind second place. Bassi Munoz uh, could could go out and play. He's not getting an interview. Bassi Munoz goes out and shoots like a thirty on the back nine to shoot th- uh, 65. And and meanwhile, we've got like DJ and Sung JM dueling it out three shots ahead of them. And they go to, they go to, <laughs> they go to Bassey while they're coming up the 18th fairway. This is a pretty good one from Mike Pickton. Uh, we won't, I don't know. We'll do maybe one more or two more. Is Augusta piping in the motorway noise or is it organic? <laughs> I can tell you it's it's organic. I mean, it's a lot of sirens. Yeah. There's some screaming, ton of sirens. There's some, you know, they got Fast and the Furious drag racing going on out there. Uh, you know, there was a train that's tooting its horn passing through town nearby. I, I'm assuming it's organic. Augusta isn't thrilled that that's all being heard, but you know, it's it's yeah, they're not piping in the motorway noise. That would be quite a conspiracy theory. If no fans uh, continued for whatever reason, they'd they'd have to buy up a lot more property to bro- uh, block out the noise. Yeah. All right. Do you have any? Oh, while we're on the subject of that, we had Pat Heslin. No, should no patrons stick, Andy? I mean, I think we all know my 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 stance on this. I would say yes. Are from you- a from a revenue standpoint, it would stick. I would say actually, Augusta does do a nice job. I like how they rule with a dictatorship. The fans are afraid to do anything unruly out there, you know? Yeah. So you get a much better fan experience there than you do at, say, you know, no offense to New Yorkers, Bethpage, where you got a bunch of yo-yos and then you got, you know, people putting up the blue wall, you know, big PGA infrastructure everywhere. The uh, I would say, I would say Augusta does curtail... I do place I miss them is like the roars that does suck. I will say yeah. I will admit that 
if there was there a way that we could figure out how to keep fans as far away, we could have big stadiums, but not anywhere on the grounds. Maybe we could put fans up into drones eventually. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're gonna have so you just... <laughs> hey guys, you want to come to this huge seventy thousand person stadium? It's two miles from where they're playing. <laughs> <the game. laughs> And you we show the telecast. It's like a less comfortable couch. <laughs> you know with, what? Without your remote. This is expensive drinks. I want to talk about this with you guys because I think about this all the time when they show people, like when they show the people that go to the game to watch it in the stadium when their team's away at the other, other they're playing like game seven of the NBA finals and the away team's home stadium is packed with people who's like, you know what? Let's go to the stadium. Let's pay, pay all these concession prices to watch no the game. There. It's like, what are you doing? Why, why That's don't ridiculous. you just watch it in your house? I never, or if, yeah. you're, if, if, the, if, if your number one need is to be surrounded by people, go to a bar or invite people over like the Jurassic park. When they show Jurassic park and, of when the Raptors were in the finals and there'd be like 35,000 people outside freezing. I'm like, that looks awful. You're, 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 you're actually opting for a way less comfortable experience. So you can watch it on the same thing. You're going to watch it at your house. Yeah. (laughs) And if it's your kid and somebody's going to be like, well, my kid wanted to go, you know, it's time to have a tough conversation with your kid and say, that's what, that's what a loser does. All right. Any other questions? Maybe not a loser. Maybe an idiot. I got got something real quick. I I just want to say this now. I want to get ahead of this now. So I've already seen some stuff on social about this. And you know it's going to be a big talking point today and probably on Monday is the Bryson experience at Augusta didn't work. So I just want to say this now. Some people have bad weeks and they don't play great. Bryson has not played well this week at all. He's hitting it everywhere. He's not, his short game hadn't been as sharp. Sick. But more important, and he might not be feeling 100% according to Bryson. But before we do that, let's all remind ourselves this. Dustin Johnson plays the same game that Bryson DeChambeau plays. Now, he doesn't talk about it as much. It doesn't. He doesn't grunt as much when he's hitting it. He doesn't take a shirt off when he cooks bacon. Like all of those things Dustin doesn't do. But the way Dustin Johnson approaches a golf course is the exact same way Bryson does. He's going to try to hit it as far as humanly possible down the fairway. And that is, and power is the key to it. So let's not just go, well, you know, this isn't going to work at Augusta apparently for Bryson when he has one bad week. It's a great point. It's a great, perfect point to go out on. I mean, I, I mean, I think there's also that sort of like this guy looks 60 pounds heavier than he did the last time he was here thing. Like there's that shock value of like, that's what's made Bryson such this carnival act that everybody's curious and wants to look about. But yeah, the whole, the whole told you so when work air thing is, a, it's, I mean, the guy just won the U S open, but right, whatever, five, six, seven. <laughs> show, yeah. Like, come on. It's not like what he's done is just a total you know, fool's errand. So, you know, for the uh, record, right. for the record, I said Bryson wasn't going to win this week because no players ever gained 60 pounds in between masters appearances <laughs> and won. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 for end of year talk, Dustin goes on to win this. I know we only had three majors this year, but I mean, can you remember 
for future of golf, for the current golf we live in, the space we live in, the era we live in, and the era we're, we're kind of approaching into, I feel like 2020's major winners with Dustin, Morikawa, and Bryson will be one we really look back on in terms of like great players winning majors in one season. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying it, to think. Also, he's if he wins, he'll he'll make history. What's that? He'll be the first professional to win the net championship and the Masters in the same year. Are we sure about that? Well, there's only been one, I guess. Huh? One net championship. Okay. I was gonna say Tiger might have done that maybe way back, there, but there might not be the gross, net, net championship. Gross. Might not be a net. Who knows how long that's got till it gets switched? You know. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else, fellas? I thought this could be twenty minutes. We're at an hour, so. I, I have a question. One last question before we go. Poor app. What was yeah. your? What was the? Sh- what's been the shot of this Masters thus far that stood Ooh. out in your head? Good question. Because because we have, I feel like we haven't seen. You know, even Dustin made eagle before the coverage started, right? This more like today, you know, the the third round, they they obviously showed it. But I just feel like we haven't had that kind of iconic shot yet in this Masters, at least not one that's coming to my mind. Maybe the I guess maybe it'll be the Rom skip hole in one before it even started. Or the Rom Duff. The 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 top talk on that. I know. We we gotta talk about it. He shanked one on the eighth hole last year. Like what's oh, yeah. going on with the, with the eighth hole in Rom? He's got a bugaboo there. That I was one of the worst looking shots I've ever seen a pro hit. Poor ass. Someone, it was like a worm burner. I saw it. Someone like wrote an article, like watch John Rom. You won't believe John Rom hit two shanks and back to that. First of all, it was like a top, right? It was like a top. He didn't sh- shank last year. Was a, That was a shank. The yeah, second one was just off the heel. Second was just a punch that found the middle of a tree and went under a bush. I don't think he shanked his punch or did he? I didn't no. see that. It was just a punch that he didn't get out. Right. It was just like, you know, we're so quick to use the shank as a catnip board. It draws in the clicks. It's like, the well, you won't word. believe these back-to-back shanks. So, uh, I mean, what happened there? Was that a lie <laughs> issue? Was that just a, just a, obviously a bad swing i mean that's back to back going up the hill there that's a scary place for him i guess kyle porter on the ground said it was just uh the temperament talk was maybe you know it's been premature it said it was really scary being around him. people were backing up slowly backing away from him <laughs> as he was cursing in spanish and trying to do maybe the bo jackson smash your club over your knee thing but uh that was amazing little, little top up the hill on eight one so. one Just... quick quick comparison that i gotta get in here on fratelli uh-huh. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, more for telly content. This is, more? This, is, this is from Nathan Limbach. He said John Olrude vibes. Yes. <laughs> Where's the batting helmet in the field? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? My new goal in life is to somehow get close enough to Dylan Fratelli that I could really get in his ear that a helmet would be smarter on the golf course. I'm just going to keep hammering and hammering it to him. Like he would do it. Friend had a head injury like years ago. You're hitting it so far, you know, you can just, if something ricochets, you might need a helmet. Let's see if we, that would be great. Sponsors on the helmet printed on the front and the side. And the yeah. Back. Unreal. If you're playing Don't with Rob, you might need one. <laughs> 
Uh, one of I do I do have a, a last point about this is I mean I said it was been it's been a sleepy Masters earlier it has felt a little sleepy, but you know we got to watch the Masters. Yeah, so great. that's better that's than great. not, right? I mean that's yeah, we, ten shot win, thirty shot win, no fans. It's feeling a little sleepier than an April Masters. Still better than no Masters at all, right? And we got one more day to go. Who knows what could happen? We got eighteen uh, holes. Four who's winning? Uh, Dustin Johnson will win. That's my Andy? official pick. Andy? I, Fratelli? You know, at this point, I might go with ride with Fratelli just because everybody's <laughs> talking on him. I might do what, Co- uh, what poor Rat did with Coke Crack and make him your boy. <laughs> I'm going to I gotta take I'm gonna take Sung Jay. No, <laughs> oh come on. I love Sung Jay. I do. That's well, fine, that's, but come that's on. Fine. He's not winning. Listen, I I need to, I I like to have my heart broken. You know, I like to get behind somebody. That's you know my my. That's why I love Westy so much. Is that I know he's always going to disappoint me and leave me. You know, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Bears fan. We've got just you know horrendous. I like being just a fan and just constant frustration. Well, they could use it in Atlanta after the, the Braves blew the three-one lead to the Dodgers. The, the oh, I don't know the the Falcons are just a mess. Well, Sunjay will bring home the green jacket. They'll throw him a parade in Atlanta. Lift the spirits of Atlanta sports. <laughs> they'll have a they'll have a celebration party at Magic City. <laughs> there you go. That's Shane. Who do you have? I'm going. I'm going. Simple pick. Not getting too complicated here. Kevin Nah. Ten back. <laughs> I like where he's sitting. I like his position. Kevin Nah. Uh, I think he's going to look uh, great and great. So that's my pick. What do you, do you th- how many failed walk-in attempts do you think he had that day he had 39 putts? <laughs> I hope zero. Oh, they're showing DJ on Golf Channel right now. They're showing the pebble, like you said. Uh, they're showing ago, the, guys. the hard hook. Now they're showing 10 years Jay ago, Hurst. different place. Uh, Andy, I need you to go do that my shot thing on Kevin Na's week and just see how many he but he early walked and didn't go. It's a good, good call. I could definitely, I, you know, if I wasn't, I wish the masters could give us rights. Uh, I wish you could embed the stuff. <laughs> I this wish is, the masters could. Well, give us I wish rights. they would, yeah. they, if they made, it would be next level for covering golf. If they allowed you to embed the videos into the, like a website and you could do like every single, you could show shots. Like, you know, the way like a Zach Lowe will break down film and have like embedded video. Like this is how they switch the pick and roll. You know, and they show exactly, but like it would be so cool because you could do so much neat stuff. This is when Westy switched putting grips from yep. you know from just straight regular to cross uh, to claw. You know, mid tournament. I'm convinced we could just do this all night. We're just talking. Oh, last lot, one last lot. But we will I've got have like more seven thoughts. other things that I could talk. What do you about want to talk right about? Anything? We'll be on I, venue tomorrow. Facebook oh, venue right. uh, or get app venue. Uh, we'll get we'll send you off a note. Get venue. <laughs> get app venue. Get venue dot app. Uh, we'll be chatting, doing something similar. A lot of stupid and somewhat, hopefully, analytical and serious at times. But uh, what are we going to do that for? We'll see hey. where we're at. Leaders first few holes, first hour or so of the broadcast, somewhere in that range, early in the yeah, morning. Take them through four or five. I like that. Okay. So, so that. All right. So Fleetwood shoots sixty three tomorrow. Bacon's got a family to go tend to. What? What? I like. By the way, I like. I like somehow he got Tommy Fleetwood in here late. Yeah, well, we haven't even talked about him. 
I mean, well, the, the fourth round's going to start by the time we're done. We got to post this. It's got life shelf life for like four hours. All right. Go ahead. What I'm about done. it? Tommy Fleetwood. What about Tommy Fleetwood that's going to impact he, the Masters? He shoots 63. DJ would have to shoot one over to even be a playoff. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. I don't yeah, think that's like, right. I don't think that's right math. Oh, it isn't right at all. He'd have to shoot one under. <laughs> I was adjust- I was I was playing uh, if the USGA was setting it up and it was a par seven. Oh, Shinnecock. Okay. All right, everyone, enjoy your Saturday and Sunday mornings. We'll be back. Check out us on Venue. Download the app. What's the, uh, what's, the what's the URL for us? Getvenue.app, I believe, is where you would get that. So what's we'll the, check in. What's the European Tour Commission name? Keith Pelly. I had to stop there for a second. All right. Everyone enjoy Master Sunday. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate it.